I remember playing horse with our kids and their friends in our driveway and watching as my ball would spin slowly around the rim and roll slowly into the basket. When it did that, I'd yell, a good shot gets a good roll. But if I watched it spin slowly around the rim and then roll slowly off to the left, say, instead of into the basket, I'd yell, I got robbed. But I wasn't really, at least not yet. A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. are all at in your phases of reopening after our stay-at-home orders. We've just started phase three. I'm not entirely sure what all the distinctions mean yet, but I do know we can eat on a patio, which will be exciting, and exciting is good. Well, sometimes exciting is good, sometimes not so much. On the morning of April 21st, I woke up and got dressed and got ready for the day. Well, thought I was ready for the day, but I wasn't. I discovered that rather quickly when Kenny came running up the stairs with a serious look on his face and said to me, do you remember what you said to me? Yeah, we were robbed. (laughs) I thought at the moment I stood there with my mouth wide open and said, what? Well, actually, you didn't completely do that. You did have your mouth wide open, but you screamed at the top of your lungs. I don't even remember screaming, but odds are I probably did. So I'm going to go with that. I do remember thinking, who says the word rob? <laughs> I don't think I've heard that word in a while, but I couldn't think of what a better word would be. And then I was scared to see what it meant exactly. And I remember following you down the stairs. The first thing I saw was my wallet out of my purse and on the kitchen counter open. I'll get to that in a minute. Do you remember the first thing? So you had gotten up. Do you remember the first thing that seemed odd to you that morning? Or Yeah, I walked down, saw your stuff on the kitchen counter and thought, hmm, I don't remember that there last night. And then I walked out the back door and to my right on the patio was my briefcase tipped upside down. And so I got a little weird feeling in my stomach, but wasn't putting two and two so together. So were there papers and stuff? Yeah, just, there... just emptied. Yeah. Okay, can I can I just interrupt for a second? I just want to explain this so you can get the picture a little more clearly. We don't have an attached garage. Instead, our house, we live on a parkway, and the six houses on our block and the houses on the block parallel behind us, we all share an alley. That is where all of our garages are have to be careful about how much information I give away about where I live because what, somebody might come and rob us <laughs> too soon? <laughs> so anyway, you saw all your stuff everywhere. Was there anything missing? Yeah, nothing missing and there? of course nothing of value, just books and papers and like, apparently what? they just ruffled through fast and kept on moving. But what I still... Books were, what books didn't people oh, want? Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Anyway. You, where was it? Where was your briefcase before? It, it was had been like right by my temporary quarantine desk in our living room. And uh, then they had taken it, picked it up, and walked it out to the back door. Okay, so you saw your briefcase and stuff, and you're walking, and then, sorry I interrupted, but then where did you go after that? So then I head toward the garage with my keys in my hands, and as I'm walking toward the garage, I notice the gate is open and the garage door is up. And then I went to another level of thud inside, thinking, what? Putting two and two together a little more. 
Then mm-hmm. I go to hop in the pilot, right, and it is gone. <laughs> and I literally stood there for it felt like a couple minutes. I'm sure it was just a few seconds, but I just didn't even know what had just happened. Right. And then what did you do? So you went from there and did you look around yeah. anywhere else? Was yeah. So else that looked weird after or? I couldn't get in my truck because right. it was not, no longer there, I went around by the garbage cans in the alley and there was your purse empty laying there upside down. That's so so I'm starting to feel like flushed or whatever and and (laughs) maybe flushed and my heart rate was going up that's kind of thing what i meant i'm feeling it right now (laughs) and grabbed your purse and walked back in the house damaging the crime scene unfortunately right and uh and put it back on the counter and then went right upstairs to you and said we've been robbed robbed. (laughs) right and i remember you saying our pilot was stolen so then we called the police and waited for a little bit and while we were waiting, we were trying to figure out what had happened. And at first, I'm trying to think of what we thought first. We thought that maybe we had left the back door unlocked yeah, or something. Which... I'm the one that is the one that closes everything up at night, just our habit. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't believe I didn't remember to lock the door, yeah, but we... just assumed he walked in, he or right. she or they or whoever yeah. walked in. Right. And I then, in the meantime, went to my wallet to look to see what was missing. And the weirdest thing was that all my cash was gone, which was $8. Exactly. I remember I had $8 (laughs) and I never have cash. So when I do, I almost always know what's hanging out my wallet, which was a point of interest to the policeman later. But that's uh, getting a little ahead of the story. The interesting thing and the best thing, though, about my wallet was that all of my credit cards and my driver's license and everything else was there. And even all the stuff that had been in my purse that was dumped by the garbage cans, everything was there except, of course, (laughs) except the keys. The keys were stolen, on which I had a key to our house, Um, obviously your pilot and my Fiat and a few other various keys that nobody would really have known what what to do with them. So we called the police and after a bit they came and interviewed us. But I don't even think then, did we know what had happened by then when the police had come exactly? No, we we had assumptions, but we were so confused by all the things that had been left and untouched. And so we we just said, we don't know how he got in, but he clearly got in and opened then the garage door and kept on going, having gotten your keys. Oh, yeah. And I do remember that because I remember you had to call back the policeman with more information later. Yeah. He had asked us, um, like, if we had locked the door, right, right or something, right. or if we knew anything else, right, okay. Yeah. So, he saw that they took your briefcase by the computer, they left our computer, they left the TV, which was in the ki- kitchen, and so it seemed, like, so specific. Hey, let's go exactly. grab Kirsten's keys, a couple bucks to grab a coffee, and drive away in Kenny's car, which was just super weird. So... Yeah, the policeman was there listening, and so we ended up just telling him what we knew. And yeah, and after he left, we kind of walked back around the area outside and noticed for the first time then, uh, I think you noticed, honey, that the screen was put in kind of kitty wampus oh, yeah. well, upside down. Yeah. Lo- right? Well, it looked weird, and so I went inside to just fix it. I thought it just kind of started to pop out a little bit, but when I opened the window to fix it, I noticed it actually was just propped there, and it was upside down and backwards. And then once I was able to replace it, we noticed there was a hole in the bottom right corner where somebody could have poked their finger through, pulled off the screen and lifted up the window and crawled in, which 
exactly is what would happen. In yeah. fact, we had you try it. Because yeah. we've watched enough TV drama to know that it's it a worked. good idea to check the facts. What exactly. you have to do is check. And so you pulled off the screen, pushed up the window, which I had the night before lifted up the window just to have fresh air while we were sitting there. And then I shut it, but I never locked it. So that was a bad idea. So then, yeah, so then we figured it out. We solved our little crime. Yeah, we called the police, told them about the more things that we kind of observed. And it was still very confusing because the uh, burglar had actually put the screen back. Like, right, it propped it up. I'm not yeah, sure what that, why that was still has so important. Yeah. <laughs> um, it definitely, though, made us feel better for like two seconds that we hadn't forgotten to lock the back door. And it also explained how they opened the garage door. Uh, the garage door opener is right by the back door. So it was... Easy to see that, just pop it open. Um, it didn't make us feel great that they could easily grab out a screen and grab my purse and your briefcase and drive away in our car, but it, it at least helped us figure out what had happened exactly. Yeah, and we definitely realized we were home. We figured it must have been about four in the morning. Right, and then when the police officer's like, do you have any security footage? It's like, nope. So, so yeah. much for that. But uh, we will we will now. Oh, absolutely. We yeah. will now. Hey, if you come. Yes, we have lots of cameras. Yeah. Now, I, I don't feel horrible. Dollar short. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't feel horrible that we didn't hear them, though, because if we had, we probably, and by we, I mean you, would have like gone downstairs to see what was going on. And that probably wouldn't have been awesome. So we spent that day getting busy doing all kinds of things we had no intention of doing at first. Yeah, so. we changed all the locks on our house. Right. And um, I remember researching how much it would cost to change the locks of my car because I was afraid now that they had my keys, like the next night, they just pop open the garage door and take drive away in mine. Which, incidentally, when I did tell this story of being robbed to our children, I appreciated when I told Greta, one of the first things she said to me was, why didn't they take your car? Why'd they take dad's? I was like, I know, right? It's newer. It's super cute. At any rate, I found out in my research, it would take, it got a little distracted, would take about $1,000 to change out my door locks and ignition switch. So that just didn't make sense. But so I decided I better quit researching. So. Yeah, you didn't need to do that in the end. Right, I nice. know, but that's going to come in part two. That's part two podcast. I think I'm actually going to have you do part two with me too, because that's the good story. This is kind of the bad part. We're partway through bad story podcast, and I think you'll appreciate the closure. <laughs> so we changed locks in our house. We bought a security system from a friend who had one who also came over to set it up for us. So thank you, Nathan. Yeah, we filed the police report, and when we were done, we said that uh, he said that our car could turn up yeah, in 10 that. minutes yeah. or two days or two weeks or dot, dot, dot. Right, or like never. Yeah. <laughs> so he did say there isn't any way to um, predict it. So, yeah. so we were on the phone multiple times with the insurance company and, and uh, kind of waiting and, and trying to figure out information and giving them as much information as we had. Right. I posted in the Nextdoor app which I never do, but just in case somebody saw something, they could say something, right? And we put the screen back, locked the window, all those kinds of things. Yeah, um, and then we were just kind of remembering what had happened. Yeah, I, I remember that. that I had just filled up the pilot's tank the night before. <laughs> it's like, like, whoa, jackpot! When they started driving, probably. Maybe they saw you when you are filling up the tank and followed you home. They are yeah. like, let's get one with a full tank. Yeah, they were looking saying, hey, nice Honda Pilot. Is that a 212? 2012? <laughs> wow, it's very trucky looking. Yeah, probably that. 
Who is it that always laughed at you for calling your pilot a truck all the time? Was that Alex? My dear son-in-law, Alex. <laughs> yep. It, oh, it is man. was a truck. He doesn't think so. <laughs> well, now that just kind of has to go unsettled. Um, as I've thought about more about these stealthy thieves that broke into my house when I was unaware and sleeping, I was reminded of a verse in John chapter 10, verse 10. The first part of the verse, which is what we'll look at in this podcast, says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. There isn't a full stop there. There's a semicolon. There's another thought that will follow, but that's next week. For now, let's talk about each of these words in the first half of these verses. For in order for the second half of the verse to make total sense and to be great news, the first half has to be understood. So first, the thief, Jesus is talking about the enemy of our soul. He's talking about those who want ill to befall God's people. He's talking about false teachers, teachers with poor motives, anyone who is being used by Satan to distract those who would follow after the Lord. Let's look more closely at this antagonist for this is our enemy. This could be our thief. The Greek word is literally kleptes, or as the guy says it when you'll have him pronounce it, kleptes. You can definitely hear a root word there that sounds familiar, can't you? Kleptes, from which we get the word what? Kleptomaniac, someone who steals. I keep saying it's like I'm saying stills, but I'm trying to say steals. So somebody who steals a kleptomaniac. So back to John 10.10. The enemy, only in all ways, the word there is definitive. It can never be different than this. So the kleptes comes only in all ways to do three things, steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, Greek word, klepto, to take away by stealth and theft. This is sneaky and tricky and is done without the other person's permission or about them knowing about it oftentimes. The kleptase only and always comes to klepto and to kill. Kill, Greek word, thuo to slaughter, sacrifice, annihilate. They come bringing destruction. It's brutal. This thief, this kleptes, only and always comes to klepto and to thuo and to destroy. Destroy. Greek word, apollomi. To declare that one must be put to death, to kill, to ruin, to wreck. The kleptes only and always comes to klepto, thuo, and apollomi. The kleptes has poor intention. And remember, the kleptes does this with great stealth and is tricky. Our robbers stole from us while we were sleeping. It's probably four in the morning, we figure. They were able to get into the house. They think there was more than one, actually, because I left a window unlocked. I don't want this to happen spiritually to me with the kleptes. I don't want to leave gaps in my mind where I spin out on worry or anger or bitterness. I don't want to leave gaps in my spirit where an unforgiving heart or critical spirit could dwell. I want to fill those gaps. I want to lock those doors down. I want to be protected from this kleptase who only and always wants to steal, kill, and destroy, who only and always wants to klepto, thuo, and apollo me. I want to be protected from that, but I can't do it on my own. 
If only, if only there was someone who didn't come to steal, kill, and destroy. If only there was one who wasn't a kleptase. If only there was one who instead came to give life and to give it abundantly. I look forward to telling you part two of this story next week. In the meantime, we will stand on truth.